intimacy is a word or concept that unfortunately many people don't understand. Um, Part of that is because in the world we were taught that being intimate with someone is being sexual with someone. And that's not entirely true. Sexual activity with someone you're intimate with is only a small portion, a very small portion of what being intimate truly is. All right. And that's what we're going to talk about today. All right, let's get into it. want to say this (laughs) I had been sitting here recording this message and just talking my little head off only to find out that the recording cut off a while ago and most of what I said didn't even get recorded that is the first time this has ever truly happened when I've been recording um these podcast episodes so I don't know it makes me, when when stuff like that happens to me, it makes me go, hmm, somebody needs to hear this. So let me get into what it was that I was saying that was interrupted. So when it comes to intimacy, there are levels. There are definitely levels to being intimate with someone. Um, the world has taught us that being sexually intimate is the end all be all, but that's only the small a small portion of intimacy, and it's not even the most important. It's actually the result of true intimacy. You know, when a man and a woman are in a marriage, the sexual aspect aspect is the result of true intimacy, the things that take place before that sexual part comes in. Um, And by the way, if you're someone that struggles with lust, don't listen to this episode Go ahead and submit yourself to Yahuwah. Allow him to clean that up out of you because I don't want that trigger to, you know, get your mind in the wrong place. So I'm just going to say that right now because there's going to be a lot of talk about sexual activity on this particular episode. So I just want to throw that out there before I continue. All right. Love you anyway, if you have to, you know, exit out. But yeah, so there's a lot that goes into the relationship leading up to the actual act of, you know, sexual activity said all that to say say you're in a relationship with someone and you haven't been you know gotten married yet but you decided to do this relationship the right way so you remained abstinent celibate throughout the relationship until you both came to the conclusion that you were ready to take it to the next level and be in a marriage together but then your significant other is like hey i know we decided that we're gonna gonna get married but I have to let you know something because we can't proceed forward until I tell you this. And you're like, what? Because you've already decided that this is your person. You probably don't even care what it is they have to say because in your mind, you're like, there's nothing you can do or say that will make me not want to be with you. And then they're like, yo, I got this STD. Now, realistically, in the natural realm, that might not be a game changer for people, especially depending on what the STD is, because we do know that there are some curable STDs, but let's not focus on that. Let's just focus on the fact of 
right there, you understand that there's only a certain level of intimacy that you can achieve in that relationship with that person without you becoming diseased as well or unclean as well. So yeah, y'all could do all the important things as far as intimacy is concerned, but you can't participate in the activity that is a result from intimacy because if you do, you will become unclean like them. Think of it, think of um, Adama Hua in the garden. So, well, before I say that, let me go ahead and, and tell you, I just, I just completely skipped thoughts because I was trying to remember everything that I had said in the first uh, recording. So I apologize. So let me go back. So in the spiritual realm, an STD is a spiritually trans, uh, transferred demon. So Yasharal is riddled with spiritually transferred demons. So go now we can go to the garden with Adam and Hua. So Adam was Hua's man or husband, and she was his woman or Ash, Asha, Asha, wife. Well, this is wife, okay? She was his wife. He was her husband. Adam was given a commandment by Yahuwah when it came to the tree of knowledge of good and evil. He said, don't eat of the fruit of this tree. Don't even touch it, okay? Don't even touch it. So Ruach HaKodesh, we gonna say Ruach HaKodesh was the Ruach that he received this revelation by, okay? But then another spirit or demon strolled up to Eve and infected her with an STD, a spiritually transferred demon. And she became infected. And then she went and infected her husband because he partook in the same disobedience that she partook in. He ate of the fruit just like she did. So now he became spiritually infected. And unfortunately, mankind fell through their disobedience. Mankind then received spiritually transferred um, demons. Every person that is born receives a spiritually transferred demon into their life through the fall of Adam and Hua. So when you think about Yahusha being the bridegroom and Yasharal being the bride, before I go into that, let's look at the, the marriage of Husha and Gomer because Yahuwah used that marriage to show his relationship to Yasharal. Faithful Husha was in this particular marriage. Husha represented Yahuwah. He was faithful. He was loving. He was kind. He was merciful. He was patient or long suffering. He was all of the fruits of the Ruach HaKodesh. He was, he was all of that. But then Gomer was like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to accept all of that from you but then I'm going to give you my butt to kiss because I'm going to have a child and then I'm going to be out here in these streets because I'm for these streets. I'm not for all this. I'm for these streets. So that's how Gomer, Gomer was. But that's how Yasharal has been. You know, we expect all, we expect Yahuwah to be this loving, kind, merciful, patient, long-suffering, temperate being. But then we, we for these streets. We like, now nah, I'm finna go out here and I'm finna have all these lovers. And 
in the natural world, we know that the more lovers you have, the greater the chance of you receiving an STD. So same thing in the Ruachal realm. The more spiritual lovers you have, i.e. the more demonic covenants you come into with these demons out here in these streets, the more the chance, the, the greater the chance of you receiving a spiritually transferred disease, um, demon. And Yahusha is coming for a bride that's without spot or blemish. So you can't have no STDs going into this relationship, going into this marriage. He can't consummate his marriage with you or with us. Let me not separate myself from it. Yahusha cannot consummate his marriage with us. So all this time, this whole walk with us has been the, the important parts of intimacy. You know, so for instance, some of the important parts of intimacy, let's, let's, let's take a, a natural marriage. Okay. Throughout the day, the husband and the wife are doing little things for each other that each other knows that they love. They might pass each other here and there. And, the, you know, there's a slight touch on the shoulder you know, the wife cooks the husband's favorite meal. The husband brings home a gift or, or might not even bring home a gift, but they're each. Um, so in psychology, there's this thing called love languages. They're each um, fulfilling or satisfying. That's the word I'm looking for. They're, they're each satisfying each other's love language. So one might be gift giving, you know, receiving of gifts. The other might be quality time. So the one is giving the other quality time. The other one is giving is giving gifts. So they're doing these things. It's like a battle of who can make the other one the happiest, who can be the best giver, the best lover, the best partner. They're listening to each other. They're being trustworthy. They're guarding each other's hearts. All of those things are what true intimacy is. Notice I didn't say anything like they were kissing, rubbing on each other, none of, none of that stuff. I didn't say any of that stuff. I said stuff about them paying attention to the core, the, the, the spirit of each other. They are paying attention to what makes this person happy, period. So all of that takes place throughout the entire day. And then when the sun comes down, there might be some bounce like a wow, wow that goes on. We all know, especially those of you that are married. Y'all know that's how it goes. You know what I'm saying? But that can't happen in a relationship where there are STDs. Yahusha is not going to run the risk of becoming unclean by consummating the marriage with an unclean thing. So in the law, it says that we are not supposed to touch anything that's unclean. And any person that touches something unclean is considered unclean themselves. But on the on the contrast of that, we know there's a story in the epistles about Kepha, um receiving a vision from Yahuwah of the animals on the sheep being let down three times. And Yahuwah tells him what I have declared to be clean. Let no man call unclean. And then he go Kepha is sent to go, you know, preach the Besorah to Cornelius's family. Well, Cornelius and then his whole household receives um Ruach HaKadosh, if I'm not mistaken, but his whole household become believes in Yahushua HaMashiach. So what that's saying is, let's go back to our daily bread. When we say, give us this day our daily bread, whatever Yahuwah tells you personally is unclean. 
just like he told Adam in the Garden of Aden. He, I know it's kind of pushing it, saying that the tree of knowledge of good and evil is unclean. But in that instance, because he said, don't touch it, don't eat, I mean, don't eat of it, don't even touch it. That at that point was considered unclean because Yahuwah said, you cannot be around this thing. You can't touch it. You can't eat of it. Leave it alone. So when Yahuwah gives you those Ruachal instructions, those spiritual instructions, if you touch that thing that he told you not to touch, if you engage with that thing, if you are involved with, if you have fellowship with that thing that he has told you not to have fellowship with, that thing, because he told you to stay away from it, is considered unclean to you. And if you engage with it, if you disobey him, you have made yourself unclean and you have just received a spiritually transferred demon, an STD, a spot, a blemish. Now, here's the thing. I'm not talking about someone who should find themselves in sin because we all know the reality of it is we're going to unintentionally sin. We're going to be going along thinking that we're, we've got this thing in the bag and then boom, we're going to do something wrong. That's where we have a vaccination for those particular STDs and it's called repentance. So if you should find yourself for it, because I mean, okay, this is a trigger warning for those of you that are listening. Okay, this is a trigger warning. I'm just letting you know off the rip. If you're someone who is sexually celibate, but then you get raped. Okay. You didn't go out and say, hey, I'm going to have sex, but you had sex against your will. Do you see what I'm saying? So when it comes to something like that, there is repentance. Now, we don't abuse repentance, though. I used to know a young woman in the world that her form of birth control was the plan B pill. So instead of her remaining celibate or abstinent, she decided that she was going to go out there and do her thing and then take a pill and everything was okay. The problem with that is, well, there's a lot of problems with that. But one of the problems with that is that plan B pill has chemicals in it that's doing something to your insides. So she, I haven't spoken to her in years, but let's say she finally fell in love, decided to get married. Now she can't have kids. She's infertile because all the damage that was done to her leading up to her finally deciding that, hey, I do want to have kids. Now she can't. Repentance is not meant to be used like the plan B pill. You you don't wake up and say, I'm going to sin because I can repent. Because here's the thing. We don't know when you who is going to punch that time card. You wake up, say, I'm going to go sin today. He punches your time card before you have a chance to repent. Guess where you're going to wind up? I can tell you where you're not going to wind up. You know what I'm saying? But we already know that if you're someone that's practicing sin, repentance is not even in your vocabulary you're like repent what i'm good <laughs> you know what i'm saying and unfortunately and like i always talk about um i always talk about christianity because that's what i came out of um i know that i can only talk about something that i'm familiar with if i had come out of buddhism or if i had come out of judaism or taoism or whatever I would probably talk more about that now if you've been listening to my podcast for some time you might know that you know, I did dibble and dabble in witchcraft and Satanism. So I do talk about that from time to time. But the major thing that I came out of was Christianity. So I'm not harping on Christianity. I'm just speaking from my experience. So just please understand that. 
But I remember in Christianity, we would be sitting in sermons and like the pastor or the guest speaker, whoever was speaking would be like, turn to your neighbor and slap them high five. And, and, and then they would give you some instruction to say something or to do something else or whatnot. That was an example of an STD. First and foremost, we know Ruach HaKodesh was not in that mess. Okay. Because Ruach HaKodesh witnesses to Yahusha Hamashiach. And all of us that came out of Christianity knows that Yahusha Hamashiach was not who was being preached in those sermons. It was some imposter that don't none of us want to know, but it was not Yahusha Hamashiach. So we already know that that was not the Ruach that was in there, but there was a Ruach, if not multiple Ruachs or Ruachah. And every time you would slap your neighbor, high five, like the, the pastor told you to do, and then you repeated whatever it was they told you to repeat when you slapped your neighbor, high five, you were just partaking in an STD. You were spiritually transferring that demon throughout the entire sanctuary. Now, I used to have people tell me in Christianity, there's no such thing as spiritual transference, but there is. Y'all remember when Shaul was talking to the people and he was like, um, have y'all received Ruach HaKodesh since you believed? And they were like, we haven't so much as heard of a Ruach HaKodesh. And he was like, well, then in what baptism were you baptized into? And they were like the baptism of Yehuchanan the Immerser. And then he laid his hands on them and told them to receive of the Ruach. That is considered a spiritual transference. But yet and still, we're told that that doesn't happen. It does happen. Now, hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying walk in fear because we know greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So if Ruach HaKodesh is dwelling in you, you don't have to walk in fear. Because notice that the one that had Ruach HaKodesh was able to lay their hands on the ones that didn't have Ruach HaKodesh. And that spirit was what was, was transferred. It wasn't the other way around. The spirits in them didn't transfer to Paul. So understand, hear what I'm not saying. Don't walk in fear. I'm not saying that, okay? <laughs> what I'm saying is when you are participating in those things that Yahuwah has deemed unclean for your life and you know he's told you not to do it and you do it anyway, you're receiving an STD by taking on multiple lovers like, like who I did in the garden. She had a husband. Why is she out here listening to this other, this other Ruach? That other Ruach shouldn't have had any influence in what she did because her husband, who received an instruction from Yahuwah directly, told her, nope, we ain't supposed to touch it. We ain't supposed to eat it. We supposed to just leave it alone. Just don't even look at it. That's the, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to go that far. Don't even look at it. You know what I'm saying? Because you might be tempted to go over there and do exactly what you were told not to do. And that's what happened. Because it said that she saw that it was good for food. You know, you know what I'm saying? So go through your life. Matter of fact, let's, let's X that out. Cause what I was about to say is irrelevant. Ask Yahuwah to show you what STDs you have in your life. Another good word to use in this case is covenants. And I know I already did podcasts, two podcast episodes on covenants, but it really is important that you know who you're in covenant with. Is it, I mean, is it Yahushua Hamashiach or is it the beast? And the beast consists of multiple 
Ruachs. The reason why I keep bringing up the wife is because Yasharal is the bride. Now, I understand in, in the natural realm, it could be the husband or the wife. But because Yasharal is the bride, I keep bringing up the wife as the one that has the STD because we are the bride of um, Yahushua Hamashiach. And currently, we still have some STDs. And he's like, yo, come get this vaccination. What is what is the vaccination? Repentance. Stop doing it. Turn back to me. Follow after what I say. Guard my commandments. Tattoo my words on your heart. And he's already he's already provided us a way of being completely healed from these STDs by washing us with the blood of his son, our king, our husband, our bridegroom. But we have to make the conscious decision that we want to be that bride without spot or blemish. We have to make that conscious decision. The bride of Yahushua Hamashiach receives white, fine linen. It's white. And the funny thing about it is, white just means clean. And I, I hate the fact that that is the color that they use, but it's the color that they use because unfortunately the world has told us that you know, black is whack and white is right. But in the word of Yahuwah, it says that it's, it's white and it's fine linen, which means it's luxurious and it's clean. It's without spot or blemish. It does not have a stain upon it. So if you should find yourself, unfortunately, in a sinful situation, that's that's cool. Repent, keep it moving. Don't find yourself in self-condemnation. But if you're practicing sin, understand you got STDs and they might be incurable. And if you should find yourself infected with an incurable STD, unfortunately, that means that Yahuwah is going to take his hands off. Because incurable means you cannot be made clean. What does that look like? Blaspheme and Ruach HaKodesh. You can't be made clean if you blaspheme Ruach HaKodesh because he is our helper. He is how we hear the spiritual instructions from our father in the first place. Blaspheme Ruach HaKodesh, you can't be made clean. And that's unfortunate. And I pray that's none of you that's listening right now. And I also pray that if it's someone in your family that you have the boldness or not even just your family, someone in your close proximity, you have the boldness of Ruach HaKodesh to go and snatch them out that fire and that those seeds will be planted and then watered by Yahuwah and that he'll give the increase because we already know that it's getting rough out here. And I personally, I'm not for them streets. I done been out there. I done seen what these other lovers have to offer. And I'm just going to let you know, they ain't got nothing I want. They ain't got nothing I want. All right. I love you guys. Um, if you would like to get in contact with me, you can contact me at replenishme at gmail.com. Um, let he who has an ear hear what Ruach HaKadosh is saying to the called out assemblies. The Ruach and the bride say come. Let he who hears say come and all that thirst will come. Much shalom and ahava and until next time, shalom alaheem. Music